0: share our heart we really just want to share our heart and what our um we love this community we love you guys uh we love this church um we you know we didn't start this church as like just sort of like a wednesday afternoon thought it was a it was a journey it was a a process we um And we we really feel like God's got us here for a reason, not not just us this this community, and um and one of those things that we want we just want to convey our hearts and our passion and our our um desire for this community, and so Isaiah sixty one has been a huge um, scripture. Oh, before I forget, um, this afternoon, Frankston. Glory City or Peninsula Glory City with Jalil and Beck, they're baptizing one of the Street Peace kids um, this afternoon. He's given his life to the Lord and he's getting baptized, um, which is fantastic. So that's exciting, uh, which is cool. So Isaiah 61 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty of captives and the opening of the prison to those... Who are bound to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of the faint spirit, that they might be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Now, listen to this verse. This is the one I want to just hit in for a second. They shall build up ancient ruins. They shall raise up former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastation of many generations. Who's the they? Us. So the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us for a reason, to rebuild ruined cities. So it, it's, the gospel isn't just like get you out of darkness. The gospel is get you out of darkness so you can be light to the world. Right? And so this... this house when we started this when we started um glory city um our heart our both of our hearts was that we would we wanted to be a place where we equip the saints for the work of ministry ephesians 4 and it says you know that um he gave if you if you go you can go to ephesians 4 if you want to but i'm just going to paraphrase it and he says uh, paul writes he says that he would give um apostles prophets pastors evangelists and teachers for the building up of the body, for the edifying or the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah? yeah. So there's this, um, if you haven't heard the phrase before, there's this thing called the fivefold ministry, which is, is if you picture your, your hand as like a fivefold, you know, you've got the pastor, the prophet, the apostle, the evangelist, and the teacher, and did I, no, that's it, that's five, are there to equip the rest of the body for the work of ministry. And so um, one of the things that's so important, one of the things that we really want to, if we tie these two things in together with Isaiah 61, is I think they did a study in America where uh, out of the Christians in America, 1% are in full-time ministry. And what they were saying was that 1% of the priesthood of all believers are in an actual vocational position in the church to equip the church. The rest of the 99 are out in the world doing jobs, life, things like that. And actually, when when it's healthy, when those five functions, the apostolic, the prophetic, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher, when they function together... It says in Ephesians 4, it says that they would come to the fullness of Christ. When you have just evangelistic ministry and you have no healthy body, you have just the lost coming in and they have no pastoral care and bringing them up into health, then you have uh, sons and daughters acting like orphans. Right? When you just have prophetic ministry, gosh, it gets weird real quick. (laughs) Right, and you have no teaching of the Word, it's like, oh boy, it gets out of control real quick. Anyone, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> but if you just have the teaching of the Word and you have no prophetic ministry, then you have no foresight into what might be coming and the Lord might be doing, and you're just constantly looking backwards. Right? So you need both. You need, it's not just one or the other. Otherwise, you have a lopsided body that's not in line with the head. Yes? So our our goal, our heart, Shen and I, our heart, and Lisa and Dave and this community, all the leaders, everyone, our heart is to equip the saints. Who's the saints? We are. And by the way, I just want to say this. The highest form in Christianity is not an apostle or a prophet. It's a son. Or a daughter. That's the highest form. Because there will be a day when it says, until the fullness of Christ manifests. So there isn't until where those five are no, no longer needed. And a friend of ours, um, you know him, Mark Greenwood, he, he said this. He said, it's like God puts a swelling on one of those fingers to equip the body so that the rest of the body will come into alignment for that season. And he highlights Um, it highlights a finger, so to speak, an evangelist or a prophet or whatever, um, so that the body can glean and be equipped from the grace of God that is on an individual or a body or a a collective of people on their life so that they can be the fullness that Christ has got for them. Whoa, we just... Did I just like... No? All right, let's just fold back. Anyway, does that make sense? And so... the equipping of the saints is the undergirding or the building up. And the best way I can explain it is this. There isn't a parent in this room that doesn't want their children to go further than they can. I don't know about you, but I've seen those parents on the sideline when I used to play soccer. And they would come up to me and they'd, they'd be you know parents of friends or parents of um you know people that I played with and they'd be in their 50s and 60s and they just all they begin to tell me was oh yeah well when I used to play and back in my day you know like this is how good we were and as opposed to a good father which is the model that we're going after of, of a good dad is that Um, a good father or a good mother stands on the sideline and says, go son, go daughter, you go further than I ever can and I want to actually push you beyond in a healthy way beyond what I could ever accomplish because that's what good parents do. They they stand on the sidelines and cheer for their kids, their sons and daughters to go further. Does that make sense? And so our heart is to equip... This community, whoever is a part of this community and those that are going to be coming into this community for the work of ministry to rebuild ruined cities. That it's not just about, well, what's, you know, this Sunday morning gathering, I I said it again, I'll say it again just because I just want to hit it again. This is a Holy Spirit Spirit training center. This is a Holy Spirit training center. This is one avenue, this is one uh, what that we get to do, like a what, this is the what of we get to equip the saints, we get to share the word, we get to fellowship, breaking bread, worship, next week we're not going to have pews, we're going to have table rows, we're going to actually look each other in the eye and in the face and break bread, pray for each other, hear from a couple of our own people in this room and their testimonies and what God's doing in their life right now and or maybe in the past and things like that. It's going to be fantastic. It's, it's, I can share who it is. It's actually Mim and Corral and Daniel. They're going to share um, their stories and what God's doing. It's going to be awesome. So I encourage you to come. But all of these things, home groups, um, all of these things are avenues and ways to get connected, to get equipped to get stirred up with one another in love and good work so that we can actually be a light out in our city. Yes. Yeah. I, don't, I would hate for this church to be 500, 1,000 people and we're not having an effect on our city. Yeah. We've missed something if that happens. I would rather have, I would rather have people that know they belong that they know who they are in God, that they know that God is a good God, that they are equipped to do what God has called them to do and have strong and healthy people than have have big people than a big church. I'd rather have big people. Amen? All right.
1: (laughs) I just think what a privilege. That's the only thing I can think of the last few days especially um just what a privilege to to be able to do that 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 Christ came that he that he gave himself for us and that he left to give us the holy spirit and and he'd already said to Peter like upon this rock I'll build my church and but he equipped us for that like he he wanted us to just go forward he wanted us to go beyond he said greater will you do than I did um so we you know we get to we get to run we get to we get to enjoy the things that he set in motion for us, that he left for us. Um, yeah, this, this is a community where we believe that the body and all its, all its people, all its parts can be built up, can be equipped to live a full life in freedom, can be a full life to have a culture of, of love, of, um, of joy, of peace. And uh, it's for all people. Like it's for it's for young, it's for old. We'll see, um, we'll see young people prophesying, and we'll see old people dreaming dreams, and and doing it together. Like we get to. I mean, there's there's people in this people in this room older and younger than me that I really look up to, um, and it's it's amazing to be doing this with you, um, and I just. Yeah, we just want to see that go beyond. We'll, we'll just keep learning we'll keep developing and we'll keep leaning into the Lord to see um, generations, to see men and women, to see kids, to um, whatever walk of life people come through the doors um, on a Sunday or, or in home groups that we'll, we'll get to build something amazing. But we we'll, we'll do it in the Lord, like, you know, that, that Jesus speaking through us and his spirit's flowing in us for us to be a, an amazing community. Um Colossians one should have marked it. Um Paul is talking about stewardship from God to disciple others. Um He says that he rejoices in his sufferings. He says that he rejoices in, um, for, the sake of, for the sake of the body, that is the church, of which I became a minister. This is Colossians 1, um, verse 24. I mean. For the sake of the body, that is the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles, or all the people, are the riches of the glory of His mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. As followers of Christ, we get to fully know the word. We get to fully know the mysteries of God. We get to fully... Um, develop we get to fully just unravel as we spend time in, in him we get to discover and christ in you the hope of glory are the riches um that we have received that you have received that in him we proclaim warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in christ so we we desire to disciple we desire to to see people grow into into the glory of god um yeah
0: it's cool who wants that yeah um you know one of the things that when shen and i were just talking about this this morning and we were dreaming about this and we were kind of you know okay what do you what do you got on your heart what's on your heart um you know and we were just reminiscing a little bit about the church and and um I remember when Chris Gore was here, who he remembers when Chris Gore came, which was just fantastic, um, hopefully coming back next year, uh, which was just a fun time. And he was, you know, if you don't know who he is, he's the healing healing rooms director for um, Bethel Church. They, they pray for about 500 people a week and um, on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon and just seeing incredible stuff. And he, he went into the senior leader of the church and he said, you know, Bill, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't, I, I've realised something that I don't know what I'm doing in my job. <laughs> I've got no clue. And, uh, and Bill goes, yeah, that makes two of us. <laughs> and, um, you know, Shen and I feel a little bit like that sometimes. We're just like, what are we doing? <laughs> Which is just a fun place to be because it makes you rely on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, we have vision, we have passion, we have direction, we have all of those things um, but we're just like, all right, here we are. This is a grand experiment. And, um, you know, I, I was reminiscing about in the Old Testament, they would walking through the wilderness and they had manna and quail would fall every day and water come out from a rock. And they would, you know, Moses and, and, and Joshua would, or Moses and, and Aaron would go into the tent and the glory would just come and and a pillar of cloud would come and stand at the front of the tent. I mean, that's phenomenal. And then they entered in the promised land and everything stopped. And it's like, why is that? You know, it's like, oh, welcome to the promised land. You got no more food. (laughs) You know, and it's like as soon as they enter into the promised land, I believe the covenant changed from God doing things for them to God doing things through them. And so the covenant shifted, which is what we see in the day of Pentecost, where the Spirit gets poured out and, you know, Jesus leaves. And has 120 people, more, probably more, sitting in an upper room going, what now? Like, what do we do now? And then Peter all of a sudden gets the revelation. Oh, this is what Joel prophesied. This is the prophecy of, of, of that Joel talked about. This is the outpouring of the Spirit. But they were clueless. They were just like, what do we do now? You know, and part of that, part of church culture, because we don't want to create a business, we want to create family. And family's messy. I don't know, if you've had kids, there's a lot of pooey nappies and a lot of sleepless nights and things can be a bit challenging. But I would rather have mess and life than things that are deadly and in order, because that's called a graveyard. All right. I would rather have mess and chaos but life than things that are deadly and in order because we don't want religion, we want life. And so things might look a little bit messy and things might be like, oh, it's not, you know, we we don't start always at 10.01. And it's like, yeah, we want to do things well and we want to do things because we're giving honor to him and we're giving praise to him. But we want life and connection with his presence to be the main thing. And then for equipping of the saints so that we can go out on our day from Sunday to Sunday, we can just destroy hell for a living. Because that's what we get to do. We get to destroy hell for a living. You and I. If if you're, oh, but Liam, I'm just a stay-at-home mum. No, you're raising your kids unto the Lord. There is no separation of, well... Church is like, I love God, and then I love my family, and then I love my friends, and then I have my job. No, in the kingdom of God, it's all one thing unto the Lord. Family, job, friendship, work, it's all kingdom. There's no separation in the Jewish culture. They don't have a word for the secular, they don't have a secular word. They just, everything is sacred. Right, so if you're like, "Oh, I just, I'm just doing this right now in my life," it's, it's like that is not less important than a, a platform up here. By the way, this isn't the pinnacle of Christianity. Trust me, you don't want this. <laughs> right, this is not the high point of Christianity. It's, it's this is one aspect of Christianity. Worship leader isn't the high point of Christianity. You get to be the best son or daughter that you get to be, and go out there and destroy hell for a living. That's that's the highest calling that you and I will ever have: is knowing Him and making Him known. Yeah. Amen. All oh, right, you can get excited. I was excited. Any, you want to add? You want to add anything to that? Oh, keep going. Okay. Um, so one of the things, one of the things that we, um, I'll, I'll just kind of uh, segue into is, is this thing called ownership. And 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 being a not a consumer but a part of it, you know the disciples belonged before they believed. Um, they they belonged to a community and a fellowship before they fully understood who Jesus was. And there's something about taking responsibility and taking initiative and ownership of um, this community, and. And that if you call Glory City your home, if you're visiting with us today, then praise God. You've come on like a family chat morning, really. This is like a fireside chat. But if you call in this your home, we really want to encourage you and and empower you to be like, hey, take ownership. Uh, You know, there's a scripture in in John 10.10 and it reads like this. It says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. We know this. I come that they may have life and have it in abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am a good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep. When we don't have owner sheep... Ownership? Ownership? <laughs> Whoa, hello. Um, when we don't have ownership, we palm it off and we're like, oh, that's not my responsibility. And I'm not just talking about in the church. You know, we walk past someone who maybe needs love and affection or attention, or we, we walk past a need and we're like, oh, someone, the government will fix that. It's like, well, actually, we're the light of the world. We need to take ownership to transform this city. We need to take ownership inside this house as well because if we don't, what, what happens is it's like, oh, we just palm it off to someone else will do that. David, David took ownership of someone else's sheep when no one was looking and he killed a bear and a lion which gave him the ability to slay Goliath when everyone was watching. And I don't know if you know this, but the dream inside of David for killing Goliath was not, God never said, go and kill Goliath. He's just like, hey, what happens if I kill that big, ugly giant? He says, oh, you get the king's daughter. He's like, sounds like a good idea to me. Let's go and kill this, thing, this guy. Right? No taxes, that's right. No taxes as well. He's like, man, let's just do he had a dream inside his heart and he took ownership. He took ownership of the sheep, of someone else's sheep, when no one was watching, which actually in promoted God promoted him to be the king of Israel, essentially. When everyone was was watching. And I just want to encourage this community, don't be a consumer. Take ownership. contribute, and Shen's gonna jump into that.
1: Well, this is my favourite. Um, yeah, just being, being a part of, being part of this is, is all of our choice. Like we choose, we get to choose how we give ourselves to one another. We, we get to give ourselves to one another. Um, and being a family is exactly that, that we can, um, we can break bread together, we can open our homes, we can be vulnerable with one another and that is part of giving giving to each other that can take courage sometimes. Um, offering support, willingness to learn, serving the needs that the church and, and the the wider community have, um, praying for one another, the way that we that we the way that we give of ourselves to each other. It's just it's this beautiful generosity that we get to do in this spirit that knits hearts together that um, your part in the community will be essential in informing that you know a culture of just rich love, and the culture that you create around you it will be rich love if when you're giving of yourself to each other as well. And we we think of the we think of our resources and that we we need to hold on to them and that we need to be a bit precious with our time. But I mean, even the beauty of of tithing that um, that. When we seek first the kingdom of God with our money, with our anything, that when we are giving, that God God blesses that. It's not a, we're not giving to get, but that it's this beautiful thing in the kingdom that we get to, that we get to sow and reap, thank you, that we get to have that abundance when we are open-hearted and open-handed as well, and... When, even if you're new, there, there's ways that we can, the ways that you can just yeah, open yourself and, and pray into that, and um, it's just it's just the community that we that we long to see is the community that that we believe that is the kingdom of God, um, where people are are connecting like that, and so that that's what we that's what we pray. We we're already. Com- we would long to equip, but we are already equipped by the Spirit. We are already equipped by the Spirit to to give of ourselves to each other, to step into boldness and courage in that way with the Spirit, to be dressed in, in love and peace and righteousness as we go about our day in community with others. Especially um, speaking from my experience, one thing that has been something that has found I found a way I've tapped into like the DNA of what's going on is is to break bread with with people to be in people's homes to find ways also to serve whether it's on some sort of a welcome team you're just there and I just love seeing the people who've been out there and have been welcoming.
0: Yeah, we feel like we're talking to the <laughs> choir like it's yeah, it's good. It's
1: totally. And it's just it's it's amazing to to see, you know, your face. Um and see everybody connecting in that way um but yeah it's it's being in that being in the heartbeat and the vision I'm just saying that that is a way that's it's a choice it's a choice that you get to take that ownership and that you get to plug in in that way and we just bless you if in whatever ways that you're doing or um or taking courage to do that um as you as you create that culture around you and you be in the kingdom culture awesome Only that we're passionate about not having people striving. Yeah, that. Yeah. So in doing that, we talk about serving. We can we can talk about being involved. We can talk about giving of ourselves, but we do it from a place of rest. And we are also even in vulnerability. We are we're also we communicate with people. We find someone who we can say, you know, I'm really tired, or I'm I, I need to take a step back, or I need prayer. Um, and we don't. We don't give and give from a place of striving. We, we love excellence, but we won't go for perfectionism because we, we, make, we make room for the kingdom. We make room for the spirit in our lives. Um, we won't quench the Holy Spirit for the sake of seeming polished or, um, or seeming... Um, just a friend who's not here right now, but um, has said, I love that we're a no-frills church. And I had a, I had a chuckle because I've said, you know, we, it's out of necessity a little bit because we refuse, and that, you know, the, the team will refuse to push ourselves and strive after, after you know, appearing lovely, appearing polished. Um, but we will go, and we, we, we're praying into having more things about creativity, and the ways that we've, that's been journeyed has been, has been really fun. To see the ways that God adds, but um, yeah, we will, we will, we will be ourselves. That's what I'm saying.
0: It's good. You good? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll, just, I'll wrap it up. So, uh, this place, Glory City, Melbourne. Um, you know, we're a part of a, a bigger network. We, Glory City, Brisbane, um, and then there's. a bunch of other churches i won't name them all darwin and um and we're a part of this community Um, we're also very relationally connected with a bunch of churches in the region as well which is awesome what god's doing uh it's incredible um but we really you know this the these mornings and i just encourage you what Shen said you know get get connected get plugged in somewhere get in the heart of the dna um after christmas we're going to be doing a six week like basic training or you know huh after After Easter. easter sorry uh, just pre-planning, just checking if you're awake. Um, you know, we're going to be doing um, a condensed version of School of the Saints, which we did last year in uh, 12, I think people went through that, and, um, and it was just a fun time, and uh, that will be going through like our you know, our core values of righteousness and the kingdom and goodness of God and things like that. And so um, if you haven't done that, I, you know, I'd encourage you to um, yeah, look out for that and what when that is and and make that a, a, a priority. Um, but this place is like, a, a, the best analogy of when we started, I felt like was it's like a greenhouse. You know, And in, in the greenhouse, you want the things to, you, you set the temperature and the lighting in a way that you want the plants to grow, that you want to grow. And I feel like what so often has happened in church uh, life and in church culture is... Things that work in here don't work out there. And let's flip that to where we're training people in the wild so they're prepared for the wild. We're not training people in a zoo so they're prepared for... And they'll get out in the wild and they're like, I don't know what to do. Right? And so the culture that we want... I mean, there are obviously certain things that just... um, that won't translate from church out into the world. But kingdom will translate in every area of society. And it's not about being the church, it's about being kingdom-minded and kingdom-focused and kingdom-centred. And so the things in here that we give praise and adoration to God are a a, a sense a, a, a Uh, a light or a moisture or a temperature setting so that we can come, we can give adoration to the Lord, we can give praise to God, we can hear the Word of God so that we can be equipped for the work of ministry out there. Why? So we can rebuild the ruined city. So we can actually fulfill the Matthew 6 prayer of your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That we can actually bring the kingdom of heaven here in our day, in our time, in our season. In every area of society, whether it's a missionary in Cambodia, Cambodia, whether it's a stay-at-home mum, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a musician, whatever it looks like, God wants to infiltrate every area of society and culture to see it transformed so that kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God. Amen? All right, why don't you stand? You smashed it, babe.
1: Thanks for letting me up here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you did awesome. Mm. Why don't you grab a hand? We just wanted to do a little fireside chat, little just share our hearts. Uh, Not so much a a teaching, even though we riddled some teaching through there, but but just to share our heart, our passion, our desire. um, You know, is that there'd just be incredible, incredible sons and daughters birthed out of this place that people would know God, they would know Jesus, and they would make Him known. That's our that's our mission statement: is to know Jesus and to make Him known. It's not complicated. It's deep. It's profound, but it's not complicated. And um, I just pray that there'd be a fire in your belly <laughs> that would fall on the, on the altar of the sacrifice, that the priests bring the sacrifice for fire to fall and to consume and to overtake and to, to birth something inside of your heart. So Holy Spirit, right now, just come and fall over every single heart, over every soul in this room, over the kids right now in that, in that room, over there. Yeah, I pray there'd be an a unquenchable fire, an unquenchable desire inside of every single person in this room that they would know that they are a son, that they are a daughter of the King, that they are a daughter of the King, that they are a son of the King. Thank you, Lord.
1: Your kingdom come, Lord. Thank you for the honor of being in your presence. And just like Christ showed the Father that the goodness of the Father, the way to the Father, may the, may the body of Christ just show and shine the Father, point the way. ask for more of your presence you are so here but may we feel your tangible presence almighty god you're so awesome
0: Thank you, Lord. Have this phrase, and I feel like it's prophetic for this house. That this house would be a house that rule with the heart of a servant and serve with the heart of a king. People are attracted to royalty. Jesus is the the most royal person that walked the planet, and he's the, called the desire of the nations. God doesn't keep us busy shoveling things so that we just do Christian recreation and gymnastics so that we can be busy. He has a plan and a purpose. He has a plan and purpose individually for your life and corporately for the bride. He desires that the bride would come into alignment with the, with the bridegroom, that the head and the body would be as one. That's what I believe he's calling us to, that there would no longer be lopsided bodies, that there'd actually be a full-functioning body that learns to honour the hand, the foot, the knee, the left toenail. We all need it. We need it all. We need the eyebrows, we need the eyes, we need the head. We need every part of the body to, to see this thing happen. And I just want to call you up and say it's time to take ownership. It's time to take down some Goliaths. There's people in here that you're called to take down Goliaths. You're t- called to. You're looking at things and you're like, "Oh, not me. Why not? Why not you? If you, if not, then if not you, then who? If not now, why not now?" There's, you know, there's William Booths in this room. There's, there's, you know, there's Martin Luther Kings in this room. There's people that are going to do incredible things. And then there's going to be people that will never be known, but you're known in heaven and you're known in hell, and that's all that matters. Amen? Amen. All right. Have a great week. We love you guys. Pray for Liz. Give her a word. Bless you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Get your kids. If you don't have kids.